Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you think that Japan should host the Olympics this summer? I'm not sure of the question of should or should not, but uh, I, I don't think they could. Yesterday on the podcast, we heard from two American athletes about how they've been managing since the games were postponed last year. But we also wondered, how are preparations going on in the host country? We are just four months away from the opening ceremony for the 32nd Olympic Games in Tokyo. But the pandemic is still raging, and there's public disapproval in Japan that has been mounting. So the fate of the games hang in the balance. Today, CNN international correspondent Selena Wang takes to the streets of Tokyo with the question, I think, on everyone's mind. Should Japan go ahead with the Olympic Games this summer? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. On the night of February 14th, I was at home, lying on the couch, watching TV. It was about 11 p.m. Then all of a sudden, the program I was watching was interrupted with a warning that said that there was going to be an earthquake coming. And just about 10 seconds later, I felt a jolt, and then it started shaking, and the shake was just continuing for a long time. Arthur Shin is a 57-year-old businessman. He's lived in Tokyo for most of his life. Last month, the northeastern coast of Japan was hit with a magnitude 7.1 earthquake. The shocks echoed throughout the capital. I felt it here in my own Tokyo apartment. Everything was shaking. I could feel my building swaying. It was really scary. Japan's meteorological agency said the quake was actually an aftershock from the devastating 2011 Fukushima earthquake. For many residents, it brought back painful memories. Nearly 10 years ago, a massive earthquake struck Fukushima Prefecture, which is part of the Tohoku region. It caused a tsunami and then the meltdown of a nuclear plant. More than 20,000 people were killed and tens of thousands were forced to relocate. Many are still unable to return to their homes that were destroyed. In a few weeks, the Olympic torch relay is set to kick off in Fukushima. The route starts in a soccer stadium that had been used as an emergency response hub and then goes through several towns and villages that had been hit by the disaster. But for many Japanese, the Olympics have been a distraction from the important reconstruction work that still remains. It's very upsetting and disappointing because when they first decided on this Olympic, they said that this will be a reconstruction, revitalization Olympics for the Tohoku side. But because of the Olympics, nothing has really progressed A lot of the uh, constructions in the Tohoku area have stopped because they didn't have enough manpower, which all the manpower came to Tokyo to build new buildings and new facilities. And all the money, obviously, was spent for the Olympics. 
not much was being passed on to the Tohoku side. So, you know, promises are not being kept. The thing is, Tokyo 2020 was supposed to be Japan's recovery Olympics, a chance to show off the country's comeback from the Fukushima disaster, from years of economic stagnation, and more recently, from this global pandemic. Tokyo. Back in 2013, when Japan won the bid for the 2020 Olympic Games, it brought a surge of national pride and badly needed jobs. The country invested tens of billions of dollars into infrastructure, technology, and services. The Games were a cornerstone of former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's plan to transform Japan into a global destination and to jumpstart the Japanese economy. But that optimism and enthusiasm is now gone. There have been ballooning costs, claims of plagiarism, and a corruption investigation and sexist comments from leadership. The Olympic Games have been hit by setback after setback. And then came the pandemic. Two of Japan's megacities, Tokyo and Osaka, where an unnoticed large scale epidemic is already playing out. And Japan has warned that the COVID 19 outbreak is entering a new phase. That is going to basically mean the end of Japan's hope for hosting the Olympics. Sure enough, last March, the Japanese government and the International Olympic Committee caved to public pressure and announced the postponement of the Games. At stake here wasn't just billions of dollars in Japan's national pride, but people's lives. At the time, Finance Minister Taro Aso even called the coronavirus proof of an Olympic curse. That's because this is the second time that the Olympic Games were disrupted in Japan. Tokyo was slated to host the 1940 Games, but canceled their plans after the Sino Japanese War broke out. It was 24 years before they returned to Tokyo, becoming the symbol of Japan's recovery from the ashes of war. Tokyo is dressed in her holiday best for the opening of the 18th Modern Olympics, the first to be held in the Far East. At the National Stadium. Today, the war is against a virus. And recovery is still ahead. Compared to the United States or Europe, Japan has largely avoided the worst of the pandemic. But numbers began to surge again in November due to the cold winter weather and social distancing fatigue. At its peak here in January, the country reported more than 7,000 cases a day. I spoke to Dr. Kentaro Iwata, chief of infectious diseases at Kobe University Hospital. The problem is a lot of people who got infected and became ill and called the ambulance, they can't find a way to go. They have to find different hospitals, and then different hospitals would be full. And、uh, I've heard that they spent hours trying tens of hospitals to find out the hospitalization available. Japanese officials have been criticized for their reluctance to take action against the virus. In December, they dismissed calls to introduce a state of emergency. They've also sent mixed signals, encouraging domestic tourism while also urging people to stay at home and socially distance. Fortunately, things have taken a turn for the better in recent weeks. Since January, Tokyo and its surrounding prefectures have been under a state of emergency, but the government's enforcement powers are limited. It helped in decreasing the number of newly diagnosed patients. But、uh, they could have done better in mitigating the risk significantly so that we could end the state of emergency to bring the, our life back to normal. But they didn't. As the pandemic has dragged on, public opinion has turned against the Olympic Games. 
A January poll by national broadcaster NHK found that 77% of people in Japan think the game should be canceled or further postponed. Last month, I asked people on the streets of Tokyo how they felt about the upcoming games. If it's held, I think the Olympics should be broadcast online without spectators. I think it's difficult. At least at the current date, it might be hard. And, and that's unfortunate, and that's something that you can't sort of turn the clock back on. So they'll just have to make the best out of the situation. Despite the criticism, the Japanese government and the International Olympic Committee have vowed the games will go ahead. It will be a symbol of humanity, overcoming the novel coronavirus and a chance to showcase Japan's reconstruction from the devastating northeastern earthquake and tsunami to the world. We will be well prepared on the measures for the infection. But organizers are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Any further delays might be expensive and logistically impossible, since the Beijing Winter Olympics are already coming up in 2022. And canceling the Games would be a huge financial loss for both Japan and the IOC. The budget for the Games has jumped to more than $15.4 billion, making it the most expensive summer Games yet. That includes at least an additional $900 million for COVID 19 countermeasures. In fact, even if the games go ahead, likely with no or few spectators, the country could still suffer a huge loss without the much needed tourism boost. And taxpayers like Arthur are not happy. It's going to be taxpayers' money. In Japan, we pay a lot of taxes. So some of that it will be spent or have been already spent for the Olympics, right? But when they first appealed or actually ran for the candidacy, they were appealing that this will be the cheapest, most economical, most compact kind of Olympic thing. And they're not going to rebuild anything. They were going to just renovate. And all those promises, again, were not kept. The government's willingness to never let go of the Olympics is really persistent. Kumiko Suto is the founder of Hunger and No Kai. An anti Olympics activist group in Tokyo. The government is obsessed with hosting the Olympics despite the fact that many have been infected and died during this time. I think it became more and more apparent in this corona disaster that the Olympics would sacrifice people's life. I really can't forgive it. With the Olympic Games just months away, it's still unclear how Japan plans to hold the Games safely. More than 11,000 athletes from more than 200 countries are expected to arrive in Japan this summer. That's a lot of people coming from around the world, potentially bringing more coronavirus cases with them. Infectious disease doctor Kentaro Iwata thinks it's nearly impossible to hold the games with an audience. I don't see any prospect that Japan could invite a lot of people from all over the world with a huge amount of the pandemic ongoing. Here's what we know so far about how things will work come July. The usually grand and elaborate opening and closing ceremonies will be simplified. According to the IOC, participation in the opening ceremony will be limited to athletes and a maximum of six team officials per country. Anyone traveling to the Games will have to self quarantine at home before traveling to Japan. They'll be tested at the airport and regularly throughout their stay in Tokyo. Athletes' movements will also be severely restricted. They'll have to submit an itinerary to the organizers detailing their every location and every person they plan to interact with. And they'll be traced throughout their stay, 
They're not even allowed to visit tourist areas, shops, or restaurants. And remember, no hugs or high fives and no cheering, only clapping. But many questions remain. Will spectators be allowed? What happens if an athlete tests positive? Will they be quarantined and unable to compete? Who needs to quarantine upon arrival? And who is going to pay for it? No matter what regulations are put in place, Dr. Iwata says ultimately he thinks it's unwise to go forward with the games. Majority of Japanese people, they are, I think, largely fearful of the Olympic Games spreading the disease further and giving us the bad memory of that year. More than 5 million tickets have been sold domestically and internationally. Japan's borders are currently close to foreigners, but officials have said they will decide by the spring about whether or not fans can attend and if that will include international arrivals. Arthur Shin bought tickets to the track and field finals at the Paralympics, which are scheduled to begin in August. For now, he says he'll hold on to them. I'm hoping that they will uh, be brave enough to cancel. I mean, interesting you said that you hope the Japanese government will be brave enough to cancel. So it is a harder thing to cancel the games. This is getting all just messy because it is so hard to cancel. After spending all that money and involving all these people, to cancel is probably going to be more difficult than to continue. But in your view, canceling is what would be saving lives? What would be... Well, it would prove that people are serious about this pandemic. We have not overcome the disease yet. I mean, all over the world, people are still suffering from this disease. There are people that are hospitalized. There are frontline medical workers that are really working 24-7. And when you hear all this news from all over the world, I don't think we're ready to celebrate that yet. That was CNN International correspondent Selena Wang. And also a special thank you to producer Junko Agura for her reporting and her translations. Couldn't do this without you. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.